We all want relationships where we can be our true authentic selves. We want to be seen, heard, and valued. We want to be able to communicate our deepest thoughts and feelings and have that reciprocated. But we can't have true, honest, and open communication without the element of vulnerability. We can't get to that place of deeper emotional intimacy when we choose to have walls up and be emotionally closed off. So today we're going to talk about what vulnerability is, what it's not, and how we can be authentically vulnerable in order to live our lives more wholeheartedly and develop relationships to match. In the last episode, we talked about how to effectively communicate in your relationships. And this time I want to talk about how that really links into being vulnerable. Because you can't really have healthy communication without that key element of being vulnerable. And you've probably noticed at this point that a lot of what I've been talking about in previous episodes is about doing the work on yourself as being the key foundation to building healthy relationships, healthy communication, um, even just attracting your friendships into your life. So the key to that is building that solid foundation and that also involves healing from past hurts. And as I've mentioned, we, we've all gone through some really tough times, some more than others for sure, but we've all had and developed some toxic habits and been in toxic relationships and we've, we've developed some unhealthy patterns. But the good thing is, is that now we're consciously aware of what we're doing. We are, we're unconsciously aware of the people we attracted into our lives because of these unhealthy patterns that we've allowed to continue in our lives. And part of breaking those patterns is doing the work on yourself to heal from the hurts in order to move forward in a healthy way. So what we're really doing here is building on your worthiness, right? So through self-reflection, connecting with your emotions, learning to love yourself, you're building and rebuilding your values, preferences, boundaries, and your non-negotiables. And from there, you'll find that organically, you're just going to start attracting good, solid people into your life. And then from there, you'll find that when you communicate with those good, solid people, you'll start to feel like you can be vulnerable because you're feeling heard, you're feeling understood and valued, and there's no judgment. And now at that point, you're allowing yourself to be who you really are. And you're allowing yourself to let down those walls to be more emotionally open because you feel safe. And of course, there's never a point where we get to where we always feel safe in our, in our lives, right? And, and that's when we do have to allow ourselves to be, to always 
show that vulnerable side of ourselves because there is no such thing as a guarantee in this world. But it's because you've done all of that emotional healing in your life and you've created that strong foundation within yourself, you get to that point where you're okay with being vulnerable. You're okay with not knowing exactly what the outcome will be. And you don't need to have walls up and you don't need to be controlling. And so that's when you're experiencing, that's when you start to experience a deeper, more emotionally fulfilling life. And you start attracting those relationships and those people who also desire that in their, in their lives as well. So from there, now you're going to be experiencing more happiness and joy and love and a full range of emotions, right? So what's interesting, though, is oftentimes people think that, you know, with the the cult of positive thinking, that's going to be another episode we talk about, but with this cult of positive thinking and the cult of being vulnerable, always being vulnerable, people think that they can selectively numb emotions and only think good things and not feel any of the bad things. So, you know, let's let's define vulnerability first. So Brene Brown has a, an amazing definition and she really was, I absolutely adore her by the way, but she was really the first one to, to grandfather this whole idea of being vulnerable in your relationships. And she defined, defined vulnerability as an essential ingredient to connecting with others and to really start living in a wholehearted way. So her quote, which I like is, Vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. Vulnerability is not weakness. It's our greatest measure of courage. And how amazing is that quote, right? Because that's bang on in my mind. That's exactly what it is. It's letting down that guard and being courageous enough to say, no, this is who I am. And despite whether or not that person is critical of it, right? So there's always going to be that element of the unknown. But going back to the whole idea of um, the positive thinking cult and and the vulnerability cult now (laughs) that has developed from this, because everybody's talking about, oh, be vulnerable, be vulnerable, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, they also don't want to feel some of the things that can come from being vulnerable, right? Because duality can come with it. Um, Well, actually, I'm going to throw out another Brene Brown quote, because again, she, she knows this. And, and it's, it's great, because it's, it's really hitting home my point. So vulnerability is the core of shame, fear, and our struggle for worthiness. But it is also the birthplace of joy, creativity, longing, and love. So that's exactly my point. There is a duality there. And we need to be able to accept that duality and not only accept it, but embrace it. Because what ends up happening is people think that they can selectively numb emotions. And and you can't, right? So then they start 
drinking more, they start eating more, they start, I don't know, working out more. There's people who are addicted to exercise. And there's a reason why. It's because they're trying to numb those emotions. They're trying to get a certain high. Lots of people go into huge debt, right? Because they've become gamblers, because they like to go on spending sprees, because they want to feel good. They don't want to accept that they will sometimes feel vulnerable and they will sometimes feel bad emotions. So it's really about accepting and embracing all that comes with the duality of vulnerability. And so I would even put my own spin on this by saying that on the the idea of vulnerability because you know, being authentically vulnerable is really about being emotionally open to the point where, yeah, it can feel uncomfortable, but being okay with that uncomfortable feeling, even though you're not certain of the outcome. And yep, it can definitely feel sometimes scary and it definitely can feel risky, but it's being okay with that. And the reason why you're okay with being vulnerable is because you've done the work on yourself. You, or, or at least you're in the process of doing the work on yourself. Hey, we're never done, right? It's always an evolution. But you, you're building that foundation of stability within yourself. And you know you're worthy. You get to that point where you do know that you are worthy of good things. You're worthy of being loved. You're worthy of being valued and respected because every being on this earth has a gift to give and, and you are one of them. And so you deserve to feel all of these good things, but being consciously aware that sometimes that also involves feeling the, the not so great feelings, right? And it's accepting that too and moving through it. And That is the key element to building the foundation, a strong, sturdy foundation. Because at that point, you're going to start looking for less validation, external validation. And what you're going to do is you're going to start looking for that validation within yourself. And you're going to, and the less you need, when you're, you're feeling like you need less acceptance external acceptance and less external validation and you're getting that validation from within you then the less you feel you need to know exactly what the outcome will be you're going to be okay with not knowing you're going to at least be accepting of not knowing what the outcome is going to be because you are being true to you and really that's because now you're living in a state of love. So if we go to the the basics of quantum physics and we start thinking about you know energies there are two energies and I spoke about this in my last podcast there is the vibration of love and there is the vibration of fear and love is of the highest vibration and fear is of the lowest vibration of course I'm making this very elementary there's a lot more to it than that but we can really make it basic and, and talk about that at, at an energetic level. Once you're starting to evolve in your being and in your truth, then you start of, uh, vibrating at that higher 
level of love, love for yourself, kindness for yourself. And then once you start doing that, now you're able to share that with others, right? You're able to share love and kindness and acceptance with other people versus when you're vibrating at a state of fear, right? That is the state of your ego. And from that, that's when you want, that's when you find yourself wanting to control outcomes, wanting to control people, places, things, you want to control everything. But that's because you're vibrating at the state of your ego, which is the state of fear, the lowest vibration. And um, that's definitely something you want to be aware of because we really want to get to that place where we've evolved enough as a person that we can come from an unconditional state of love for ourselves and for others. And at that point, that's when you're true to you being you. You're in alignment with who you really are. And it's really being at a state of self-acceptance. And once you've reached that level of authenticity, this is huge, right? Because you're allowing yourself to be you. And you're aligning, well, as I mentioned earlier, you're aligning with your higher self. You're uh, aligning with who you really are. You're being authentic. And when you're being all of those things, then you're okay with allowing yourself to be vulnerable. Then you can communicate to people and, and show who you really are and not be in that state of constant wanting to control, wanting to manipulate outcomes, right? And this is how you find that at that place, you're able to um, develop deeper relationships with people because now you've reached that depth within yourself. See what I'm getting at here? It all comes from you. And then from there, you can develop also that depth with other people. So I kind of like to think of it as um, like how my friendships and relationships has, has evolved is, you know, we've all had those friends where they're your, well, if I think back in my 20s, <laughs> I definitely had a lot of friends who were the the party friends, right? Those are your surface friends, the people who you can go out with, you can laugh, you can party, you can dance with, whatever. But, you know, if you were in a, a state of distress, you wouldn't necessarily call on those people, right? Because you know that they're they're not really there for you. Are they going to call you back? Maybe, maybe not. And if they were, they called you back, would you get that feeling of um, care and empathy from them? Probably not. So, and we've all been in those relationships where, again, you're, you're waiting for, for more. You're waiting for more connection. You're waiting to see, well, you know, is this going to go further? Is he going to start opening up to me? Is he going to start being more vulnerable with me? Is he going to tell me he even likes me? <laughs> I've definitely been in a relationship where that just never came. And um, so those are the surface relationships. Those are not the people who 
are able to go to that deeper level. And you know why? Because they haven't gone to that deeper level within themselves. So you can wait all you want, but they're never going to go there because they haven't done their own self work. And, and yes, once you get to that place of, of being able to go deeper on a deeper level with yourself there, you, you do want to put in time with people because things are slower to evolve as you get older. We, you know, we have that baggage that we're hopefully all working on to make into smaller baggage. <laughs> but, you know, it takes time to get to know people. It takes time to be able to trust. It takes time to be vulnerable and to see how people respond to that and allow it to develop to a deeper emotional intimacy. But there are just some people that you will begin to see patterns that it's it's not it's not something they're even aspiring to do with themselves nor with you. And so that's okay. You just need to let those people go. It's not going to happen with them. But when you get to that point that you are finding that, hey, I'm not really able to open myself up. I can't, I can't be vulnerable with this person. Yeah, it might be that this person is surface level. There's no bad intentions there. They're just surface level people. And that's fine. I'm going to release those people. But you know, there also comes that time when you do need to self reflect as to, okay, why Am I feeling that I cannot let my guard down? Why am I feeling like I cannot have, um, that I have to keep having this emotional wall up? And one of the things you have to think about is, do I still have healing left to do? Do I still have work I need to do on myself? And that's okay if you do, because again, healing is not a destination, right? It's a journey. So it's always good to have that self-reflection check back in, continue to do the work and the healing on yourself. Think about, okay, what, what is my stuff here? What, what am I responsible for? Why am I feeling this way? I don't want to stuff it down. I don't want to suppress it. If it's the healing I need to do, I need to feel that feeling and release it. I need to think about what I still need to heal about and release it, right? It's kind of like, I kind of like to think of it as um, if you just went and bought new furniture, you want to go and, you know, dust your house and clean your floors and get rid of all the cobwebs before you bring that new furniture in. And if you're finding that you're still having some healing to do and you can't let those walls down yet, that's fine. You just go back and you do some more cleaning of your house, right? Because you don't necessarily want to bring that new couch in until you've got that area um, clean. So that's totally fine. And you know what? The people who are authentic, who are good, solid people, they're going to be okay with you taking a little bit of time out to do some more healing. It's, it's healthy. And they will recognize that and they'll respect that. And if you're being open and honest with them, guess what? They're all, they're going to have that door open because they know this person isn't breadcrumbing me. You know, people are breadcrumbing, are manipulating. But if they're being open and honest with you, that's not happening. They're being real. They're being authentic and you're giving them space to heal. 
that is legitimate. And so the good people are going to see that and be accepting of it. But then you also need to think about, okay, if I still have this emotional wall up, then why is that? Is it because it's my intuition telling me, and don't tell that person that, don't offer that up to that person. Don't expose yourself like that. So if I think back to the last toxic relationship I was in, it was a real doozy, let me tell you. (laughs) But um, definitely one of the things I found was that I could not allow myself to be vulnerable. I felt very guarded. And what was interesting is that I was very open to um, listening and listening to everything the pers- that person would be talking about. But, and you know, I guess a certain part of me was like, oh, you know, look, he's being vulnerable. But really deep down, I knew that I couldn't be vulnerable back because it wouldn't have been received. It would have been used maybe against me down the road. And um, that was my intuition telling me in a very strong way, which eventually I figured out. But um, it was my intuition telling me that no, you cannot trust this person. You cannot be vulnerable with them. You will be hurt in the end if you allow yourself to to be exposed in this way. So you need to be able to trust your intuition. It will never lie to you. I'm telling you that. And if you spend the time developing your intuition, you spend time meditating, you spend time doing things that feed your soul, you will stay connected with your intuition and you'll begin to learn over time that your intuition does not lie. And you will follow it. And little by little, you'll start building that trust within yourself, right? Some people are really good at trusting their intuition when it comes to business. You hear it a lot. Like people who make millions of money on a stock, you'll say, oh, you know, how did you decide to invest in that stock? And I don't care. You can do all the research you want in the world and all the the um, numbers might end up leading you to to uh, make that decision. But oftentimes what you'll hear is people saying, I just had a gut feeling. My gut told me this was the right company to invest in. Guess what? They're aligning with their intuition. So why don't we do that when it comes to us as well, right? And, And relating to people. So when you find that you're having, putting that emotional wall up, or you're not finding that you can be vulnerable, you need to listen to your intuition. What is your intuition telling you? It will repeatedly, repeatedly give you that same message time and time again until you start listening to it. So that's really important. Um, you know, Brene Brown, again, love her. So I'm going to keep throwing out some... Um, some wonderful uh, quotes from her. But one of the things she says is, we share with people who've earned the right to hear our story. And how right is that, right? Because going back to intuition, if I hadn't really listened to, well, I, I, I think I learned from that relationship that I really need to listen to my intuition. And I was listening. I just wasn't consciously aware as to why I was listening to that deep inner voice that was saying, don't share that, 
don't say that. Don't expose yourself like that. And thank God I did listen because I'm pretty sure it could end up a lot worse. But it's always going back to the foundation of you. And so um, some of the other ways that you'll see people are being vulnerable, like we, we see this a lot in uh, social media, right? People look like they're being vulnerable. But um, it, it's always good to think about what their um, what their intention is, right? So one of the great quotes I just read recently is, um, where is it here? So one of the great quotes is, any motivation that hinges on achieving something specific to make people like us, to win someone's sympathy, to paint ourselves as... Um, a hero, saint, victim, etc., or to get something from that other person. That, to me, is bang on. To me, I would call that fake vulnerability. To me, I would call that manufactured vulnerability because it's not, it's not real. It's not authentic. They're trying to get something out of it. So it's always important to be conscious of the person's intention and really think about that. I mean, it does go back to, to intuition as well, but just being consciously aware as, uh, as to there, there are different types of vulnerability, right? Like people on social media, um, want to get a lot of likes. So they'll say things that they think will get a lot of likes because they want to be, um, uh, I don't know, Instagram star or something, right? So <laughs> um, also you'll see fake, just coming up with some examples of manufactured vulnerable, vulnerability is the diet industry is huge for this, right? Because people will give their um, self, they'll, they'll confess to you about, you know, I struggled with my weight all my life. And, and they'll talk about um, their struggles to be able to lose weight and how that made them feel and how it broke up their marriage or whatever, right? And then they follow it up with, but I've got the cure for you. Here's the cure to your troubles. This is how you're going to lose weight. And we fall for that, right? Because we're like, huh, I'm relating to this person. They're building that commonality. They're building that rapport with me. And that's how we get sucked into these things. And, you know, if I think of my dad, he buys every single cure he can find on the internet because of a certain health condition that he has, right? And I'm sure it's because he reads everything, he relates to it, and then he reads about why this product is going to cure him. And then he's like, yeah, that's for me. It's because he's bought into this manufactured vulnerability of someone saying that I was just like you, but I found the cure and now you can too. So again, it's just going back to um, listening to your intuition and then thinking about, okay, what is this person's intention? And this isn't to um, pass judgment in any way. I mean, certainly we, we see a lot of real authentic um, uh, vulnerability on social media. There's definitely that. But all I'm doing is just to encourage you to not walk around in this illusory state, right? 
not walk around with rose colored glasses on in your relationships, thinking that everyone who's being vulnerable is also being authentic. And it's really um, thinking that, you know what, this person's intentions may or may not be the same as mine. It's just being consciously aware of that, right? So I guess from there, um, you know, one of the biggest things is, is to think about why we want to be vulnerable and the good things about being vulnerable. And why we want to be uh, vulnerable is because really at the bottom, at the end of the day, we want to connect with others because we want to be ourselves. We want to create connection. We want to feel less isolated. And we want to share all of the feelings and experiences that make us who we are. And it's all because we want to be loved and valued, right? But the thing is, we can't have true, honest, and open communication without that element of vulnerability. We can't get to that place of deeper emotional intimacy when we choose to have walls up and be emotionally closed off. It's just not possible. So if you've built that solid foundation within yourself and you're trusting your intuition, then you'll be attracting the right people. And once that starts happening, then you start to trust yourself and you slowly yet confidently allow yourself to be vulnerable. And that is the key ingredient to experiencing deeper connection, which is ultimately what we all crave and definitely is truly, okay, well, it's my opinion, but <laughs> it's truly why we're living the human experience, right? So um, I guess to kind of wrap things up, I think some of the key things to think about is this. First, you want to heal yourself. That's a continual thing. So that's an ongoing thing. But you also want to build that strong foundation. How do you do that? Well, you learn to um, know yourself. You learn to trust yourself. You learn to be yourself. You um, take those measures of self-reflection, self-responsibility. You start trusting. Uh, as I mentioned, you trust yourself. But you, from there, you're trusting your intuition. And from all of those things you then can start feeling more confident and comfortable um, expressing who you are. And from there, you will have developed the ability to be vulnerable. And from there, what you're really doing is you're aligning with your ability to communicate and be authentically vulnerable. So, that is where I'd like to leave things today. And uh, we're just going to continue to build, to build on these ideas and to build on you being the authentic you and being the best person that I know you can be.